The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, Christmas is virtually upon us and joining me now with uh, how to prepare for the big day and some of the do's and don'ts is author, home furnishings guru, a retired hotelier but hospitality expert, television star, uh, inveterate traveller and so much more, Francis Brennan. Good morning. <laughs> Are you talking about me? I am indeed, Francis. <laughs> I don't I know. Have... How many books have you got to your credit at this stage? Eight under the belt. Yeah. Eight under the belt. Now, yeah. you, you have retired from the park. The park has been sold and we oh, spoke yeah. to John and the new owner about that transition. Um, so how are you feeling the first Christmas in decades well, without I the park? I, I, I only flew in from New York yesterday morning early and I drove down and I'm not really tuned into where I am just yet, but I am in the kitchen in my own house here in Khmer. But, uh, it's the, well, it's the first time we're going to, John and I will be off in 42 years. Okay, so, and I'm joining them himself and Gwen, his wife, for dinner for like for the for the day. And uh, I'd say by three o'clock, the thumbs would be twiddling around each other because Christmas Day in the hotel business is without doubt the busiest day of the year. You know, yeah, it starts like at, at a quarter past seven when the kids wake up, and then they're looking for batteries, and they would need scissors to open this. You know, the, all those um, gifts nowadays are written in those plastic things that you just can't get open. So you have to have all every type of battery available and. Three or four scissors is, is I don't know how you say that in the plural, mm. and get get on with and be ready for it. And then it goes to breakfast, and then it goes. They all go to church, and then you have a lunch, and then the afternoon you have afternoon tea, and then Santa Claus comes. Then you have games and you have competitions. So it just never stops. So, so it's going to be now, very very different. Yeah, very different. I'll tell you if you ring me on the, on the first of January, I'll tell you how it went. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm sure you'll be expecting the phone to ring, even as you're dining with John and Gwen. You'll be yeah. half expecting that emergency call. What Absolutely. do I do? What's happening? Something's gone yeah. wrong. Two twenty four has flooded. Come quick. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's a regular. I mean, you wouldn't worry about that too much. Anyway, <laughs> all that experience in the hotel, yeah. because the hotel is like a large home, really, for Christmas. Yeah. So many families. It's, it's a room with forty nine bedrooms, as the fellow says. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. therefore, you know the do's and the don'ts, and and how to prep for the big day. Yeah. Well, prep is that's the very word. It's all about preparation. And you need to be ahead of yourself at, at all times. And it all culminates in the Christmas dinner, which is the biggest fright for people that are doing it maybe for the first time or whatever. One of the things to be very careful about immediately coming these days now, if you're not getting a free range turkey, you know, might be getting one wrapped, to hold on to the weight of it and make sure when you're getting it from the butcher, you ask them the weight. Because people, you know, open up the turkey package, throw it out on, say, today, and then come Christmas morning, how heavy is that turkey? Do you think it's 12 pounds? Do you think it's 14 pounds? (laughs) And everyone is lifting up the turkey and then it has stuffing in it. And then you're thinking, oh, God, you know, so be careful that you know exactly the weight of your turkey when you're getting it free range from the butcher or you're buying it packaged. Because at least it helps. You know, there have been times when there have been storms and people have had no power on Christmas Day and can't cook the turkey. And there are others who actually will do it the previous day. Have you ever done that? Yeah, no, not with the turkey, always with the ham. Always cook the ham the day before because it's actually, it cuts nicer and, and just you stick it in the oven for a few minutes to warm it up. Um, it's, that, that is a, a thing that you can do. With the turkey, I always think it's good. But another thing about the turkey is when you have the turkey cooked, you need to leave it 45 minutes to rest 
it will cut much better then than taking it out of the oven and cutting it up immediately because it goes crumbly then. So you have to leave it to rest and uh, give yourself that time with the dinner time as well. A friend of mine, a hundred years ago, they had one of these automatic ovens, you know, where you set it up and it goes on and all the rest. Okay. And they were going out to nine o'clock mass and then they were going to their, the different mammies and daddies and then they were having a drinks reception somewhere else and they weren't coming home to about quarter past three. So they set the clock up, the, the, the timer up and we're all delighted and off they went to mass and they came home at a quarter to four at the time they hadn't done it right and there was no, the turkey was still in the oven <laughs> raw at four o'clock <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> So, so be careful if you're doing that, that you do it right. Yeah. Now, in terms of visitors to your house, you might have, say, in-laws coming. You have yes. a, a strategy. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we all have an aunt. I'll be that person someday, not too long. Well, probably that person this year now, I think, but the one that's not married and needs to go somewhere. That'll be me. John McGuire will be looking after me. But um, if you have a maiden aunt that you only really see at Christmas and she doesn't talk to anybody, she doesn't agree with your daughter's pink hair and the, um, the pin in her nose or whatever it is, okay? Put her at the end of the table where she only has to deal with one person as against dealing with two people. Because then there's only one person has to handle her, and whoever you think is the best person in the in the family to handle her. I used to go to you know they have the stations in in houses around here. It's, it's actually gone now, but they used to have we used to have mass in your home, okay? And they always put me beside the parish priest because he was difficult, <laughs> and they thought your man will talk to him. <laughs> so if you have that aunt, that's a little bit difficult. Mm. You can sort of you know like just and listen. Everybody else just bite your tongue. It's only one day of the year. Like, yeah, don't, uh, don't, and you you recommend that if if you can give them a job to do, keep them busy. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, tell them to, to pour the water on the table. Do you know what I mean? That's all you have to ask them to. So you have a glass of water and they just, uh, they feel then they're important and that they're in, in within the circle and all the rest. You don't have to let on that we don't really want you at all and you're a bit of a nuisance and you drive us all mad. That'd yeah. be very nice. Pour the water and Mary. And now now you've great yeah. tips uh, and we played one of them in the opening of the programme. If you're using this uh, tin foil to, you know, cover the turkey yeah. when it's uh, sitting there resting for 45 minutes uh, and you use it for everything, for the ham and so on. But that yeah. uh, the, the the core, if you like, the of the tinfoil, uh, yeah, that's useful. I, I was in on Fifth Avenue three day, four days ago, and I got a ding ding on the phone. I looked up, and it was um, Brian Nolan from Galway, and he was he had a photograph of his uh, tinfoil ra- um, cardboard thing all wrapped up in the in the lights, and then he had a photograph of the tree, and it all lit up and all done. And he said he never did it quicker. <laughs> Because he was able to unravel the lights so quick as a result of the, the tinfoil cardboard middle. So, so hold you, on to them. So you hold important. on to that and use it to ra- to roll yeah. your Christmas lights around it so they won't be Absolutely. tangled for yeah. this time next year. Next year. Yeah, it's mm. brilliant. Now, uh, there was confirmation. I mean, now, when I got the photograph, was confirmation of it. I was mm. delighted. I mentioned you're an inveterate traveller. Um, you will be less constrained now that the, the business of the hotels. So uh-huh. um, where are you heading in 2024? Well, n- not one single thing have I planned for 2020. Oh, I know I have. There's a wedding, a family wedding, actually, in, in June. Um, but uh, very little planned at the moment. I would always go to America, you see, in January or in February, March, doing six weeks on the road with Tourism Ireland, Rally and Shatter and all the other groups that I work with doing trade shows. That won't be happening this year. So I'll probably be twiddling the fingers then as well. But I do have a plan that I haven't set it up yet, but I'm going to do all the capital cities of Ireland on a sort of, of, of Europe on a three day stay. Okay, so you do the Paris, um, do yeah. the Berlin, do Bur- the Rome, Brussels, yeah, Brussels, yeah, uh, yeah, Athens, all of them, and it might be a book. Imagine that. Could you, could um, you imagine that? As, <laughs> and you'll still be uh, doing at your service, I presume. 
Yeah, we are. And actually, just yesterday, I got confirmation. We're working the week of the 15th of January. On, we're doing four shows this year. And we're in the middle. That'll be the middle visit. But then we've already done a visit. That'll be the middle visit. And then we'll have the final visit, like back in March or April, whenever that will be. And that shows, those shows will be going out in the autumn. So we're still busy with that. And then, of course, I'm busy with Dunn's Doors. It never stops. I have all sorts of ideas for them. I haven't been away for a few weeks in, in America. I have all sorts of things in my head. And um, I'll be, we'll be promoting those probably, you know, we'll, we'll looking to get them developed and manufactured and all the rest for, ne- for next year. For, so for next let's year. busy enough. But sure, listen, I'm a day lucky man. Listen, first of all, for everybody, just look back over your year. There were good and bad times. But if you think how lucky we are in Ireland compared to the people in Gaza today, we shouldn't have to say a bad word about anything. And if you think about it, I mean, where we're talking about, we're talking about the Holy Land where it all, where it all Christianity began and, uh, you know, yeah. the history of Judaism and so oh, it's, on. It's just, and I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't get into politics at all, uh, but I just, I, that's the way I look at life. When you, we are so lucky. And when I was in New York and I was, I went out to friends in Queens and it's all apartments out there. They're all like 25 stories high and all the rest. And I was just looking and thinking, you know, like 90% of Irish people live on the ground. <laughs> in other words, we have our own garden. I mean, that is, a, that is such a blessing when you look at a 25-storey block of flats and you might think on the 21st floor there's a mammy and daddy and four children. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so we are blessed in Ireland. We have we have one of the one, most wonderful countries to live in. I know we give out about it in the cost of living and all the rest, but when you analyse it on the overall, we're very lucky and we should be thankful for that. Well, lots of things to be thankful for. Francis, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, welcome right. back from New York and I hope yourself and John and Gwen and whoever else assembles uh, in Kenmare yeah. has a lovely Christmas. Thanks, Pat. And the same to you and your family. All the best. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.